The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that by now you have put the 2021 season well in the rearview mirror. It is Tuesday, February 1st. We are officially in a new month, uh, 2022. Thankfully, no longer 2021. Like I said, we're not talking about that, um, although we're actually about to talk about that. That's the whole point of why we are here tonight. As we do every single Tuesday, we are about to discuss the Dallas Cowboys in many different ways, shapes, and forms. It is our Blog and the Boys roundtable streaming live on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. You can watch this later at your own uh, pace you know you can also listen to it your audio perusal on the blog and the boys podcast network make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast apple devices spotify leave a rating write review those things help us out very much joining me this evening the usual motley crew uh fresh out of uh maybe pe it is aiden davis uh you can read him at blog and you can see him or hear him rather on the blog of the boys podcast network because you can all these guys around here tony catalina who is morose about tom brady retiring he is a Boston diehard, uh, except for the Yankees, his one exception when it comes to Boston sports teams. So uh, sorry, Tony, that you've had to endure Tom Brady's uh, departure from the NFL today. Uh, in our four o'clock position, it is uh, one of the members of Entourage running around with Vinny Chase, Dave Sturchio uh, from Chop Sports. Great to have you here with us tonight, Sturch. Uh, down there at six o'clock, a recently engaged man, Tom Ryle. Congratulations to you, sir, from all of us at Blog and the Boys. Very happy for you buddy and then at the 730 position it is danny phantom not a fairly odd parent on twitter at danny phantom 24 dan how is your tuesday night going it is going great um yeah it's really cold here in oregon so you know just trying to stay warm and uh but yeah it's uh nothing to complain about how are you doing rj I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking, Dan. Uh, only person here. F- five million points to Dan Rogers to get the night started. Uh, what do you classify as cold, Dan, while we're on this subject? Like, what, what's, what's the temperature hit to where you're like, you know what? I got to get – I need a windbreaker. Uh, I think, like, 28 is uncomfortable for me. Uh, okay, so that's the – okay, all right. You know, Dan's out here a little, little bit, you know. A little bit more manly than the rest of us. All right. I see how it is. Um, I know we have some international listeners and viewers. I'm going to guess that's like, I don't know, negative nine degrees Celsius. I'm, I'm not going to offer that conversion for you. Uh, Aiden, how is your Tuesday going? Are you ready to um, – you seem ready to defend Dak Prescott. You've kind of been in that mood lately. You wrote something um, defending Dak at Blog and the Boys. Um, are, you, are you smiling upon QB1 once again? I mean – 
I'm not going to sit here and say that Dak had the greatest end of 2021 that we've ever seen. Obviously, I'll be the first to say it was flat out bad, and he held the team back. But with that being said, I think that the hate has gotten completely, like, it's like we've been, apparently we have Nathan Peterman at quarterback based off what I'm seeing. It's like, Dak's fine, guys. Let's let's calm down a little bit. Uh, we are going to discuss Dak in a little bit of detail, but the first thing I want to start with tonight uh, is actually something I didn't prep any of you for. We do have a few things uh, ready to roll. Uh, Sturch, I know over at Chop Sports, you guys were on this maybe like a month ago, uh, but tomorrow is February 2nd, 2022. It's 2-2-22. The Washington football team has been very specific to let us know that this is the day that they are going to unveil their new uniform. Um, I wouldn't say their new color scheme, but their new logo, um, their new imaging, and all things like that. Sturch, you guys at Chop Sports had the logo and the name, and a lot of leaks have happened, um, you know, kind of around that. Uh, more leaks happening tonight. We will know for sure what the name is, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you know, in about, I don't know, 12 or so hours, at least at the time of streaming. But it does seem like we are going to be sharing a division with the Washington Commanders. Dave Sturchio, your thoughts on Washington going with that name, uh, operating on that presumption, of course. Uh, well, first of all, I'm, I'm very, very relieved uh, when you put something out on the interwebs like that and it reaches as much as the accounts that it reaches. you just pray to God that it's right. But we had some credible sources over at Chop, and uh, I think it's legit. So and yesterday, I believe Joe Theismann kind of leaked it by accident. So he was just like talking and he was like, I love the commanders. Commanders is good. Great. That. And, you know, I was like, oh, OK, that's interesting. Um, what do I think of the name? I think it's good. I mean, it, look. The only thing I could say is, uh, based off the it's logo... It's not. You're wrong. Saw, stupid stupid answer by you, but whatever. Well, no, I was going to say, based off the logo I saw, uh, they're already messing this up because they already said, you know, established 1932. Well, guess what? It's 2022. You are the Washington Commanders. That is your establishment date. So they already screwed that up. Um, but it doesn't matter at this point, dude. There's such a poverty franchise compared to everybody else. Um, you know, it, it's funny. I said this on Twitter right before we started. I said, you know, between this... And other headlines in the NFL, like that poor groundhog is going to get no airplay tomorrow. <laughs> Nobody's going to care about mm. the groundhog. <laughs> um, I didn't like that answer at all. Tony, drag them. What do we think of the name Washington Commanders? Tony, I hate, I hate it. I think it's, I think it's safe. I, 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 I just don't think there's really – it's not too imaginative. If, think, it feels uh, like we're watching a, like a, a Netflix – a straight-to-Netflix football movie. Like that's, what the, that's who the Washington Commanders are. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a team in that movie. I think I'm going to see an indoor football league game with the, you know, the Washington Commanders playing the, you know, the New York Bullets or something. It's just like it's nonsense. So, I mean, they they I can't believe they put in their hype video. It's like, hey, I know everybody wants the Red Wolves, but guess what? We're not doing the Red Wolves. And like, we just want to let you know we thought about it, but we're still not going to do it. And, you know, I feel bad. For, I, you know, I like to see the misery, but I feel bad for their franchise that everybody pretty much almost universally like we love this and they're not going to do it. So. Um, they what made it worse is the hype video Tony's talking about. They actually explained the legality behind it. Like I would almost rather you just don't even say that. Just say like we would rather not do Red Wolves. Like that was so lame um, to hear the explanation for that. Um, Tony Peters, a different Tony, says name isn't good, but doesn't matter because I'm a Cowboys fan. Um, you know, good you know, good perspective. Casey Hammond, a fantastic commenter, says beats the hell out of presidents or whatever other god awful name presented. I think presidents would have been kind of cool, Tom. Like that. I mean, at least would have been. Ge geographically topical maybe that's where commanders comes from obviously commanders in chief um but 
I, I, I like Tom. I, I just feel like if we were in a huddle, Tom, and, and like we were playing for that team, and you were like trying to gas us up, and you were leading a chant, and you were like, "We're the Commanders," I would burst out laughing. Like I, I just wouldn't be able to take it seriously. Yeah. Well, one great thing about it is maybe this will finally kill "Hail to the Redskins Forever." Uh, the song itself, which uh, if for those that don't know, had a storied part in uh, the Cowboys history. Um, but uh, it's pretty, they pretty much committed because there was a shot out on Twitter just about 30 minutes ago where you can see inside the stadium, they've already started putting up commander's signage inside, really? inside FedEx. Yeah. So it's pretty much over. Uh, and, you know, Obviously, Washington has the only camp leakier than Tom Brady's, so it it did get it is out. It is pretty much done. Um, it's it's kind of a mediocre to eh, uh, type name. Uh, is, is, Tom, know. is is there a name in the NFL that it's cooler than? Because I don't think there is. That's cooler than Commanders. Yeah, that 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 Washington Commanders is cooler, better, hipper. Then, oh, that they're I mean, cooler than. Yeah. Uh, like, is, does anybody have an op- an option? Any, any the open question to the room? Is there an I, NFL team that is worse than the the Commanders? Aiden, you have an answer. I get the historical significance of it, but the Browns to me is will forever remain as just wow. Why? Like, oh like wow. I, I, I get I get the historical wow. significance of the Browns, but come on, Browns really. I, I, I was about to say the Texans, like Houston. Texans. That's a cool name, dude. That like that's it. a cool name. How do you describe it's, Houston? Well, they're from Texas, so I guess we can call them the Texans, like that. And then having the the Longhorn basically as their logo, it's like you're not even trying at this point. Yeah, just duplicating. Um, and I've I've long it. thought I've long thought that a, a Browns helmet would be the best one to get autographed. Like if you were a fan, if you were a fan of that team, that could be super easy because it's just like it's like a blank canvas, like it's completely. Na- the worst one is actually the team in the Super Bowl, the Bengals. Like that must be a nightmare to get a signature on because of all the black. Like what do you, do you use a silver sharpie? You know, you know how those go. Sometimes it doesn't show up on the black. Like you know, it's got to be one of those like thicker ones. I mean, that's it's so a nightmare. crazy you say that. I went to a. a- like a Cadillac golf outing at the age of 10, right? And I met Jeff Blake, who was the quarterback of the Bengals at the time, and he said he wouldn't sign any helmets because it was just like, just give me something else other than our helmet because it won't show up. He actually said Tell, that. I'm so telling you, dude. I'm it's telling cool you. And helmet, I, though. it is a cool helmet. And that's like, we've, we've, we're deep into the weeds, and Dan, I have a commander's question for you too, but I also hate the, I'm rooting for the Bengals, as I assume all five of you are too, um, but their logo that they, like, if you go buy anything, uh, Bengals, the logo on the polos, the caps, it's a B. It's a B with the stripes on it. You got a freaking tiger. Like, why is that thing not on your caps and shirts and at midfield? If I was in charge of that, the, the tail of the tiger to the front paw would stretch from 20 to 20 on the yard lines. I mean, like, what are they doing, Dan Rogers? What's, what's going on here? So you're, you're talking about the Bengals now? No, actually, let's move past the Bengals. Um, but the Commanders logo, uh, the one that Sturch and, and Chop Sports leaked, um, it was kind of like the old Ravens logo, um, where it, if you remember, it had kind of the four quadrants and things in it. And one of the quadrants had three stars. Your thoughts, Dan, on the Washington <laughs> franchise having stars in their logo? Yeah, I, I think I remember seeing it, but I can't remember it um, precisely. First off, I, I think it's I think it's stupid. Um, I don't this like is what name. I wanted, Sturge. This is what I wanted. I don't like the name, but of course, I don't. I don't like the Washington part of the name. So that's the 
So start. It, I guess what I'm saying, it doesn't matter what they would have come up with. I would think it's stupid. Um, but it just, I don't know. I start thinking about like what what could they come up with that would be that would be a cool name, and and I just couldn't come up with anything. So I, I don't know. I, I knew I was going to hate it, regardless of what they came up with. So honestly, I have nothing good to say about it. Uh, it's, I mean, it's Washington. So. My last thought on this, and, and Tony, you can ask um, your brother, but I feel like it would be terrible to play for that team, like just existentially. But like, I would hate to look out the yellow. Like, that would bother me. I, like, it would be the worst color to look out of um, as far as the color of your face mask. It would be so distracting as opposed to a more neutral color. But, um, you know, that sends uh, – Tom, you had a point. Yeah, they're another one of the teams that they ought to ban yellow cleats and gloves too because Thank you. they yeah. always think yes. there's flags on the field and it's just some player that fell down, you know. Um, a few of our commenters noted um, that the, when the Alliance of American Football existed, that the San Antonio franchise was called the Commanders. Uh, no big deal. It's part of the pre and post game show for that on uh, 1250 ESPN San Antonio. So RIP to the San Antonio Commanders. One of the people to note that was DFWAVGeek521, who actually is the inspiration for our next topic. I mentioned the Bengals. They are playing the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. We do have a question from somebody. And if anybody ever wants to ask any questions, you want us to address something on the roundtables, hit us up on Twitter. Aiden is at Aiden1214. Tony is at Tony underscore Catalina, the only one of us that has a a weird underscore. Uh, Sturch is at Dave Sturchio. Tom at Tom Ryle BTB. Company man he is. And Dan at Danny Phantom 24. Uh, So DFWAVGeek521 asks, and Aiden, I go to you first does the rams comeback against the 49ers make us feel worse the san francisco 49ers squandered a 10 point lead in the uh final you know portion of the nfc championship game do you feel better as a cowboys fan i mean the only thing that i was just rooting for the rams not not only because i'm secondary rams fan but also because of the fact that yeah, I, obviously I didn't want to see the 49ers in the Super Bowl. No Cowboys fan did. But outside of just like, did we like, did it make me feel better about the Cowboys loss? I don't really like to do that revisionist thing where I'm like, they have to lose or they have to make it or they have to win so that our loss looks better or they have to lose because they beat us and I want to see them lose because I don't really like to do that. So in terms of just the pure comeback i don't really think it affected my emotions in terms of how i feel about the cowboys because i'll die on the hill that the cowboys would have lost to any of the other nfc teams in the playoffs outside of the eagles so i don't think it matters in terms of how we look at the cowboys after this tony catalina you are are the most dramatic of all of us do you um the better worse i mean how you how's your heart I think I think Aiden kind of alluded to it a little bit, but uh, man, be your I, own man, Tony. Come up with your own answer. Jeez, quick copying <laughs> off of Aiden. So for me, I, I've done a lot of soul searching in the last couple of weeks after this loss because it, it's 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 hurt. And, and you know, I I had to eat my words when I said I thought the 49ers would be the number one team I wanted to play in the first round. I got exactly what I deserved, and we lost. <laughs> and I and I think what Aiden said is is right. It, I don't know if we would have played any team in there that we might have. We might have beaten, so I, I didn't feel any worse. I always thought the Rams were a better team. I, I you know, I, I mean, they spent all the money trying to get Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. You just kind of felt like, if this team didn't make it happen, like what a colossal collapse this was. And I always thought the 49ers were, you know, gritting it out and fighting teams. And I think eventually 
Jimmy Garoppolo would, you know, come to be Jimmy Garoppolo. And that, that interception was pretty funny to me, but, um, yeah, I, I didn't feel, I mean, I don't, I didn't think the 49ers were going to win. I didn't think they had a legitimate shot. I, you know, uh, so I, to me, I didn't feel better or worse about it. It's just, it was kind of like, yeah, I saw that coming. Sturge. Um, I would say I'm with Aiden because I, I truly felt that the Cowboys weren't going to beat any of these teams. It doesn't make me feel any different either way. I, I, I was obviously rooting for the Rams. I won't go as far as saying what Aiden just did, and he broke every man law in, in the history of man laws by saying my secondary team. I almost lost my <laughs> myself over there, but I understand you got family over there, so that's all good. You, you got a pass. Uh, but, Sir, uh, you're yeah, a Cowboys and a Yankees fan. Let's – yeah. No, 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 no. Let's just, he just, he let's, just let's have some some within the same sport, RJ. That, that, okay, that, that, okay. Let me <laughs> let me clarify something. It goes Cowboys number one, and then a Grand Canyon-sized cliff. If you have a gun to my head, I'll root for the Rams secondary. Wow, yeah, only one Grand Canyon-sized cliff, not so, even two. It is what it is. But anyway, uh, no, this didn't really make me feel any different either way. Um, I'm not, I'm not so much worried about uh, how the 49ers play. The one that really like made me feel a little better, if anything, was when the Niners beat the Packers. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, well, then maybe they're good, you know? And then they lose ultimately to, you know, on paper, which, again, I think the 49ers on paper were worse than every team uh, going into the playoffs. But they proved us wrong, and they went on a nice little run there. But, you know, the, the, the buck stops with the NFC Championship, and I think the Rams were just built uh, to go all the way. And a lot of people predicted the, the Rams to be there in the beginning, even before they added Von Miller and Odell Beckham. So... You know, the Rams are there, and I think, you know, it doesn't make me feel any other different different way about the Cowboys' result. Uh, first things first, Casey Hammond uh, asks you, Aiden, uh, who is your tertiary team? Um, so, tertiary you know, team. I don't know if you want to answer that or not, uh, but... Yeah, you've you've opened a can of worms here, Aiden. So, um, good luck putting them back in. Uh, Tom uh, Sturch touched on this, and now we're kind of segueing into a different discussion. Uh, but but Sturch touched on Los Angeles's acquisition of Von Miller, uh, the signing of Odell Beckham Jr. You wrote about this idea uh, on Monday at bloggingtheboys.com, how the Cowboys can learn something from the Rams, everyone in the NFL, and that's in a weird way. That's why I. I would like to see the Rams in the Super Bowl is is to justify the the philosophy that they have used for the last few years and and in, in the hopes that the teams like the Cowboys would would you know uh, you know it's a copycat league after all. Um, so getting away from the are you disappointed thing, do you think Tom that the Cowboys will learn from what the Rams did, or um, do you think that they just really like their guys? I don't think they'll learn. Uh... We're dealing mm, awesome. with Great. Stephen Jones. Bring on the next eight months. Super pumped. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen Jones, unfortunately, I don't have much faith in him looking around and changing his ways because he believes he's found the magic solution despite it not working for over two decades. So I'm, I'm not optimistic. I would be thrilled if they did change. Uh, I don't know if this is the year they want to do it because I don't know what's out there. And, you know, we're just, I'm just now getting into, okay, what do they need to do in the offseason, or at least what I think they need to do? I was glad to see the Rams go get in just because of Matthew Stafford. I think there's mm. an excellent Look who has lesson. a secondary team now. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, they're not my secondary team. I just, you know, the, people, <laughs> the people that were left, you know, hey, he's a Texas boy. That's what I'm rooting for. And wow. it also okay. proves that he was kind of drugged down by being stuck in Detroit all those years. Uh, which just goes to show that having a star quarterback is not worth a, a, a flip if you don't have a team built around him. Detroit did a horrible job. 
Uh, the Rams basically had a team to plug him into, and look what's happened for him. So I think that's um, an important thing. Tom, you, like me, are a fighting Texas Aggie. Zach Taylor's father-in-law, Mike Sherman. So, you know, no big deal. That's your connection. Yeah. But, hey, you know, you're a fan of Matthew Stafford. Whatever. You know, just just forget everything that, that happened in College Station, you know, and Brian and the surrounding metropolis, whatever. Uh, Dan, I'm going to ask you a unique question. Uh, nobody else gets this question except for you because you are special. Um, on the subject of Matthew Stafford, the way that Detroit Lions fans are handling this is very strange and, and very unique. You have one section of Lions fans that are overwhelmingly rooting for Matthew Stafford. They want to see him win the Super Bowl. They'll always love him, et cetera. Then you have another faction that is saying, look, I, I love Stafford fine, but I don't want to see him have success. No, I don't care about that. I'm a Lions fan. I don't have a secondary or tertiary team. I'm not Aiden or Tom. I mean, I have one team, and it is the 3-1-3. And so, Dan, I put it to you. This is a hypothetical. But if instead of retiring and heading to the broadcast booth, if this had been Tony Romo in his first season away from the Cowboys, would you be rooting like crazy for them or would you be indifferent? Uh, well, first off, I'm really disappointed that I got bumped from the first two questions. Um, <laughs> you can answer them all if you want. Uh, so see your moment, Dan. I don't really have an opinion about about that one. Um, I, I, would, I would root for – I would – Probably be rooting for Romo, depending on where he landed. I, I have a lot of teams that I don't like, um, and they mostly live in the in the NFC. So um, I don't have a secondary or uh, so it's tough to say. I mean, I, I would I do root for players um, to perform well, but I I root for players to perform well and still the team lose. Like for example, we had a local kid, uh, Talanoa Hufanga, who who um, grew up in you know where I live, and. Um, you know, he, he's played special teams for the 49ers. He's the one that had the touchdown um, and the, the only touchdown in the Packers game that for, for San Francisco. So I was excited for that. But, you know, I, I don't want the 49ers to have success. So, I mean, I don't really care. I don't don't think much of Matthew Stafford. I think I always thought he was, um, you know, better than what, you know, the, 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 the Lions had. He kind of was in a bad spot. He was a better quarterback than what, um, you know, what really was – produced uh so and i wasn't thrilled that he's going to to la i'm, I'm glad they wasted you know i didn't say wasted but spent a lot to get them um and i don't think anything i'm not jealous at all about how the rams do business um nothing about that is mm. i mean i think we're just completely looking at the result i mean for every time you have a team that's successful like that you have the kenny galladay's and you have the the other ones like the julio jones and the jj watts i mean that people paid a lot of money for and they didn't give you the results and i mean the rams are just like giving everything up draft wise i mean okay dan you've you've created you've created our our line in the sand tonight so let's let's dive into this this wasn't on the rundown so another five million points a day dan is doing all of y'all's jobs for you everybody pay attention to dan he is inspiring subject matter creating content so here we go and i know that of course, as as it would have to be, Dan and Tom are on opposite sides of this subject. So, Aiden, Tony, Sturge, let me know how you feel, and I'll get you slotted accordingly. Should the Cowboys be more like the Rams from a philosophical standpoint? Aiden, Tony, Sturge, are you yes or no? How do you feel, just so so we can get you situated here? Are we just talking about, like, their all-in philosophy of, like, their Yeah, buying? I mean... But again, there's no carbon copies. You know, we've got we're, we're playing a game here, Aiden. You know, use your imagination. All right, you know. Let's, well, I let's, didn't know if let's... you're talking about like their 
philosophy of like force feeding cup. Like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, I think we're all on that on that page. To be clear, this particular subject matter is as it relates to acquisitions, as it relates yeah, to not not being married to draft capital, as it relates to you know, go. I don't like the phrase "going all in," but but call it that if you want. That but that's the subject matter at hand. That's where okay, you guys well, tell me okay. how you feel. I'll, I'll jump <laughs> in here. Uh, I don't. I don't like this. I, I. I like what Dallas has done in the draft. Okay, so drafting. so Sturch is on the wrong team with Dan. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just gonna say. And a- Aiden was undecided. Okay. No, I'm for it. Okay, you go back. All right, cool. <laughs> so, all right, Sturge, state your case, and then and then Sturge, you go. Dan will get you back to bring the point home, and then we'll throw you to the wolves. Um, so Sturge, you're up. I just think that, you know, the, the win now mentality that the Rams had, sure, that's going to work for this year, but they're going to be in cap hell real quick. You know what I mean? You can't sign these guys back. A lot of these guys are walking after this year. This is all – you have to build a, a core um, through the draft. And, and look, I listen, there's nobody that, like, yells from the mountaintops more to sign free agents than me. I just know the Cowboys will never adapt to that. So that's like, like why get excited about that? Why try to transform into something that we know is not going to happen? Okay, Dan. Let's. Uh, this was your idea, your your brainchild. So um, we're we're in the delivery room. Let's go. We're, uh, let's let's get this baby home. Yeah. So first off, I mean, honestly, I think the Cowboys are doing everything right when it comes to roster building, and I, I don't think I don't think they're as bad as as some people will say. As far as like they don't do anything. You know, we've seen trades for like for Amari or for Robert Quinn and Michael or, Bennett. Or you know, Michael. I was going to say Michael Bennett. Great point. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, little little ones that you know, low risk, you well calculated type moves. So it's not like they're just completely disinterested. They just want to make the right ones, and we we all should know that free agency is a you know a bad investment. It just if you do the math, it's just a bad way to spend your money. Um, and the Cowboys, it's it's not just lip service that they're like building to the draft. We're talking about like their last two top defensive picks are now all pros. So they're building through the draft. They're doing those things. I don't, I mean, it's just too, to me, that's just, that's too much risk. I mean, they're dice rolling and sometimes it works. And sometimes you're lifting the Lombardi trophy over and sometimes you're running the end zone without a shirt. I mean, it works. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. So I don't, I don't, I think the way the Cowboys do that, that's the one thing that I like about the Cowboys. And remember, we're always complaining about certain things, but are we ever really complaining about, roster building i mean is that our is that where our problem is i thought it was coaching or dak so (laughs) there are a lot of problems to be clear um (laughs) but okay that's well said all right you guys head back to your corner well done maybe some high fives maybe we can get like a brady bunch high five between you um then and and search well done oh search went for the fist bump it was that's the awkward thing when somebody goes fist bump somebody goes high five um so it is what it is Let's uh, let's get caught up here. Um, Casey Hammond, or excuse me, first Kevin Shirey says, I mean, the Rams got to a Super Bowl before they started trading every pick. Unless they win, what they did didn't actually work. I'm not about to give credit to Jared Goff, Kevin, but he was part of their like all-in-ness. I mean, they traded for that number one overall pick with the Titans back in 2016. So there was a little bit of, of oomph to that there. And they also had Brandon Cooks on that team, who they traded for. Um, so... I mean, no, Brandon Cooks was on 
He was already on the Patriots by that point in time. Never mind. Excuse me. Whatever. They had already played around with Brandon Cooks and Sammy Watkins. I mean, they were already kind of tinkering uh, with their roster as it was. Casey Hammond says, We've ar- we're already in a bad salary cap territory. What exactly would you propose we do to accelerate it to a win-now situation with that looming problem? Tom, you literally authored the argument for this particular disposition, so this question is for you. Well, to me, it's not about, okay, you're going to go out and start trading away all your draft picks. It's about you need to do whatever you have the opportunity to do and something comes along. And that may be why there's a faint glimmer of hope for you, RJ, because they did pull the trigger on the Amari Cooper trade. They've shown they're willing to trade a first-round pick if they see the value there. You have to have the right guy. And I think despite the offensive struggles of the last half of the season, Cooper has been a win in that aspect. They got value for him. Hopefully, they're going to have it for for a few years to come. You just have to be, you have to unwed yourself from this. It's all built through the draft and just, you know, a little bit of spackle and free agency to cover up a couple of holes in the wall. You guys hear this, by the way? The recently engaged guy talking about getting unwed. How about that? For yeah, idea. okay. But- I don't think to come. Thank you. I swear. Uh, you know, for, first you make me motion sick with moving me around or I'll hear so much, so I have to take some Dramamine. Uh, but no, I, I just, I, I think the Cowboys need to take a more open approach and just look for whatever's there. Uh, I'm not saying that they need to be looking to shop their first round pick. Uh, what they may want to do is, is this a year they need to think about trading out of the first round and picking up an extra second round pick and a third round pick or something? Uh, there's there's some possibility they might want to look out there depending upon what they think about the draft class. So hmm. I just I think they just need to be open-minded and I would like to see a little more flexibility from, from uh, Stephen Jones. And there may come a time when they want to trade some some big time picks to make a very important move. Uh, I don't think this is necessarily the year for it, but I wouldn't be opposed to see him get creative. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tony, as it relates to to free agency specifically, and Aiden, I've got a question for you, so be ready. Um, But as it relates to free agency specifically... We all agree that we would like to see the Cowboys be more active, right? Dan Sturge, you both obviously agree with that. I mean, you know, 
some something would be better than nothing. Um, and even then, like the nothings don't always hit. You know, you don't always get these Terrell Bashams and Carlos Watkinses um, that that hit. I mean, you oftentimes get Cedric Thorntons and Andrew Gatchkers that you know are are just dudes on your roster. Um, so. Kind of isolating this specifically to free agency, and I know that neither Dan nor Sturge were condemning being active in free agency, but would you, I mean, maybe there's, this is an obvious question, but would you like to see the Cowboys spend a little bit more money, open the purse strings up a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, I understand the way they draft, like Will McClay and, and the staff that have been drafting well. I mean, that's like you said, they've built this team based on the back of their draft and homegrown talent. But at the same time, um, they, they've been aggressive in some of the ways that they've drafted too. like they've used the second round as almost like a gamble pick where like they take a little risk and take a little chance there, whether it be like Jalen Smith and, you know, the, you know, Kel- Kelvin Joseph wasn't like a clean, you know, prospect in totality and but they do see a big future for him but as far as the um the free agency goes i know it's not apples to apples when you're comparing draft picks to free agencies and there's a bigger risk with taking money in free agency because usually playing paying a good player great money and it's always a tier higher in money than value but at the same time utilizing the free agency to and being a little more aggressive not you know balls to the wall like the rams but like being a little more aggressive with the way they can attack free agency it gives you another chance to hit on a different pool of players and i understand that they have to pick and choose their spots and money is a real thing but we all know the cap can be manipulated i mean they're pulling triggers on players all the time and at the end of the day just because you you're more free agency aggressive doesn't mean your drafting stops or gets worse. I think they're always going to have quality draft picks and I think they're going to do a good job in that unit. But if this team is as close as we think they are, I think they have to turn it up a notch a little bit in free agency. Um, there are several questions we're going to get to in the comments. Again, this has inspired a lot of great talking points. Another 5 million points to Dan guys be like Dan, look at Dan Rogers on Twitter at Danny phantom 24 a heavy favorite for tonight's MVP. We'll see how that goes. Aiden, this question uh, was destined for you. Kevin asks, why does the media, because we've kind of danced around this subject right now, uh, seem so fixed on the Cowboys trading or cutting Cooper instead of just restructuring the contract? You've touched on this uh, in some different roundtables and discussion points, and we're jumping all over the place, guys. We don't need whiners like Dan. I didn't get to answer that question, whatever. But we got to keep moving. So, Aiden, uh, why is this a fixation? Do you think this is probable or possible? Do you think the Cowboys should consider cutting Amari Cooper? It's No, no, they should not consider cutting Amari Cooper. And I think the reason that the media is so fixed to answer directly answer the question, I think it's two reasons. Number one, it's really easy to be black and white with what you should do with the player. Like it's really easy to say you should cut him or you should trade him because the contract's not working. But I mean, there's a lot more other things you can do like restructuring his contract. And that's a lot more difficult to figure out in terms of the financials of it, but it's likely what's going to happen. And it's the right move because Another reason that, and I think Cowboys fans are getting in the zone again specifically, where we don't think Amari's this top five receiver in the NFL. So, oh, well, he's should definitely be off the team. And there's no reason that he should be a Cowboy if he's not the Jamar Chase, the Justin Jefferson, the Cooper Cups of the world. Listen, having Amari Cooper specifically, a receiver who had, I think, two drops this year, just that reliable guy who's going to run. There's too, too many, Aiden, given the the <laughs> money the Cowboys are paying for him. Everybody knows by that. The, by the way, guys, Jamar Chase had nine drops this year. 
All I'm saying Dang, is that Aiden just schooled y'all. Embarrassing. All I'm, all I'm saying is that having that reliable receiver is so valuable. So just wanting him off the team is baffling to me, especially when CeeDee Lamb wasn't all that impressive this year. So we're just going to hand him the keys to the kingdom, knowing that Michael Gallup could walk too. I just, I don't get it at all. Mm, well said um, by Aiden. Um, I think we all agree generally, right? We're all, we're all down. Like quit, quit talking about this, get rid of Amari Cooper stuff. It is weird, Aiden, how Cowboys fans, there, there is like a thing every off season that they, that we become fixated on. Um, like things that jump to mind are, uh, Joey Bosa isn't it like everybody hated Joey Bosa like please don't draft Joey Bosa like he's going to be terrible whatever obviously that did not age well you know please take TJ Watt that did age very well um, and now there's this Amari thing you know there's just yeah it's the way it goes um, okay we're going to play a game again this kind of came up it's not my fault people it's the commenters who are really inspiring things everybody has to give an answer nobody can give an answer that has already been given trust me you want to go first here somebody sell me why you should have the first overall pick in this particular game anybody I'll take anybody to sell themselves uh, I nailed the Washington Commanders a month ago Sturge is last. All right, who wants to go first here? Anybody? Nobody RJ, cares. I think, RJ, I think you should go first. Thank you so much, Aiden. You get to go oh, first. Really Tom, amazing. you get to go second as the newly engaged man. Uh, Dan, you get to go third with the 15 million points you already have in the bank. Tony, um, you're the Paisan for Sturge, so you're last by association, but you're not him, so you're not technically last. So, all right, again, you cannot give an answer that somebody has already given. DJ Dog 31 says Cowboys need to be more proactive in trading their own players for assets. They don't do that ever. The question, people, is I get it typed up for it. Which Cowboys players should the team consider trading this offseason? Aiden, go. Make us all look bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Aiden. Uh, Okay, I'm going to say. See, the only issue. Bet y'all all all regret not not jumping for that number one spot now, huh? I don't know how much value these players would have. If I had to just name one player and, like, Hopefully the league sees them as the media sees them. Yeah, I mean, we're, again, we're playing loose here. You know, these aren't all netting first-round picks or something like that. But, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into this. And to be very clear, to Sturge's point, nobody's saying we don't like these players. This is just – in. there are different motivations. There's cap relief. There's roster construction. There's allowing room on the roster for somebody else to thrive in lieu of them. But, Aiden, go ahead. I'd say Tyron Smith assuming that you go after an offensive tackle in the draft. But mm. I'd say Tyron Smith, because I think it's a big contract. Obviously, we know the injury concerns. And that's why I'm saying. I'm hoping the rest of the league just sees him as the top three tackle when he's healthy. That he is, but he has been wildly inconsistent for us. He's costing us a very sizable portion of our cap. And if you are committed to going after a tackle in free agency or in the draft... You have to start thinking about his replacement soon. Why not do it now and get out of this cap hell that you found yourself in? Kevin says, Tyron, if I had to do one, a team, a tackle away could get you a first round pick. Um, what I, I don't want to dive too deep into this subject, but Dan, would that not signal that the Cowboys don't believe they're a tackle away? Like, Would, would that not be worrisome? with regards to the, how the Cowboys view their own prospects this season? Or or do we trust them to maybe find a suitable 
fill in for Tyron and use whatever benefit comes from trading him away. Hypothetically, of course. Uh, it could be have a lot to do with the the trust they have in um, Terrence Steele. And I mean, the Cowboys do have. I, I think Aiden's in the going in the right direction as far as his choice. Um, Five million points some, for you, Aiden. Um, I don't think his answer was correct, though. But uh, oh, oh, okay. Well, hold up, Dan. I, I don't, Dan. You got to be careful because we still got to go through Tom. Oh, all right. So hey, I'm not worried about Tom. Look at this! Oh my gosh, the disrespect, Tom Ryle. Yeah, I'm the Rodney, I'm the Rodney Dangerfield for those who remember him <laughs> as a group. So, uh, yeah, I, one thing I liked about Aiden's answer is the fact. Tom, this is I, for your answer. Not I know, Aiden's. I'll get to that in a second. I just wanted to throw something in. Don't forget, Tyron has had injury problems, and he's he's getting finally getting up there a little bit in age. So that was I could see some of the logic there. But for me, I'm looking, okay, who can you get some some value from that doesn't go, not really gonna hurt your team, but you might be able to get somebody to give you a nice chip that you can Tom, and just just really to interject very quickly, the game involves a level of practicality. So you can't you can't just say any play like it's gotta be a reasonable suggestion. I know that's where you were going, Tom, but for for our other panelists that aren't as yeah. you know, aren't as sound yeah. as you, but go ahead. But, you know, since you've got Blake Jarwin coming back and it looked like a strong tight end class, I bet you could get something nice for Dalton Schultz. <sighs> He's a free agent, though. You can't trade him. Oh, is he a free agent? Yep. Oh, fudge. Well, see, I didn't have the list. In front All of right, me. Tom. Demoted. Uh, demoted. Goodness gracious. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dan, the force is suddenly yours. Yeah. Um, so I would try to trade Lyle Collins. God. Um, I think that as far as contract wise, that's the, that's the one that I don't even know if there's any dead money. It's, I mean, if it, if there is, it's not very much. Uh, and I mean, I understand the Tyron Smith's health issues, but I, I still think that when he is healthy, he's, he's a great tackle. And, and I think there's going to be, I don't think, I don't think Lyle Collins is going to be playing right tackle next season. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be Terrence Still. Now, what does that mean that Collins moves in to play left guard? I don't know. I mean, it depends on what they do in the draft. So, to me, I think I think Collins is your best bargaining chip, and that's one of the things that you have to take into account with this is too is, is you got to pick some some a player that a, you know another team's going to have interest in. You can't just uh, just pick anybody that's um, you know someone we don't want. So, to me, I think Collins is kind of he's our excess talent, so to speak. If I mean. We have extra uh, extra talent in, in that position, and we have a draft to go through to, to build some more depth. We have some young players that we haven't seen yet, you know, Josh Ball. And so, yeah, Collins is, is my pick for this question. Aiden, Tyron was a great answer, but I think that, um, like, if we had to predict, I think that Lyle might be a better answer just because we know, and I don't know if this factored into your decision-making day, we know he's kind of fallen out of favor with the coaching staff. Um, we saw that, you know, unfold itself all throughout the season. Tony, um, number three. What's it going to be? So I, I understand we're trying to talk practically, and I understand that the return on investment may not be great in this, but I think you should at least consider looking at the possibility of seeing if there's any suitors for Ezekiel Elliott. I um, think this his, is a this yeah, is a cheat yeah. answer, Tony. This is a cheat I mean, answer. I mean, it, I mean, like we, Tony, we we all of us rational panelists agree that this is a good idea, but you know, like nobody's trading for that. 
nobody. Yeah, well, that's uh, you, Tony. Saying. You, you, right now, you, you've got Baltic Avenue, and you're like, hey, Park Place. Hey, <laughs> check this out. You know, let's let's dance right here. Trust me, this is really cool. Everybody passes it when they hit. You know, when they come around the bend and they pass go. But well, well Don was already taken, so I couldn't. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, mean, I, uh, I know. I know it's a, I know it's a slam dunk, but at the same time, like we, you could get somebody as a top one hundred pick and a running back if somebody wants to take the bait. I mean, I I think the injury hurt Ezekiel Elliott more than anything. I think he can still play. It, like you said, it, it'd be a salary dump, and you'd have to get somebody stupidly to do it. But I think that's with Tony Pollard and another another draft pick. I think it would be something to at least explore, and that's what the question is. Aiden, you had uh, some thoughts to ch- chime in here. Well, I just want to change my answer after we go through everybody. So uh, I'm just, of course I'll just you do. submit that slip now. Oh gosh, demoted! You have been Aiden. Um, okay, let's let's get everybody back in order here. Now in their rightful place. Um, just because this is a polarizing subject, as evidenced by Sturch's reply, hands up um, for Dan, Tom, Aiden, and me. Would you trade Zeke Elliott if you had the opportunity? Like whatever the case may be, would you trade Zeke Elliott? Okay, all, so we're all in all agreement. You would trade. You would trade Zeke. I, I'm, and I'm hands up for you three. I guess you four, counting Tony. I am almost down to trade Zeke. When we started this discussion, I said because like I'm down to trade somebody if it opens the door for opportunity for somebody else. I'm almost to the point where I'm fine trading Zeke purely off of the notion that it opens the opportunity for Tony Parr to be properly utilized. Does anybody agree with that? Like in totality, in any sort of you know. Minimum amount. Tom raises his hand. Tom, ten million points to you. Thank you for agreeing with the the great idea here. Dan, Tony, Aiden, you don't agree with that. Wow, nobody believes in Tony Parr. Dan does a little bit. Tony does. All right, Aiden, you know, rightfully last. Um, Tom, you really rebounded um, right here on the Zeke question, so you actually get to go next. Uh, so, which Cowboys player uh, should the team consider trading? Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins. Um, I guess Tyron's technically on the board. Um, if Aiden wants to change his answer, Zeke Elliott off the board. How do you feel, Tom? Uh, well, just looking at the roster, if if uh, you believe in Kelvin Joseph, you could probably trade Anthony Brown and or uh, uh, Jordan Lewis. Uh, if you think that's it, maybe go out and get you another cornerback to come in. Uh, but that's just kind of a middling thing. You're going to get middling value uh, because the, he's – I think Brown is better than a lot of people realize. I just don't know for sure how the rest of the NFL is going to view him. But if you just want to try to get another draft pick, he's someone you could do. And it's going to save you a little bit of money on the cap space. And he's coming off of maybe his best season ever as a Cowboy, right, Anthony Brown? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, his not that his stock is, like, flaming high, but his stock is conceivably never going to be higher. Um, okay. All right. Tom? This is a good answer. Tony's answer really didn't count, so at least you gave a, a legitimate one, Tom. Good for you. Dan, you had something to offer. No, I just wanted to say that that was a good good answer by uh, by Tom. You know, he's a, he's a player under contract, so that's that's good. He's tradable. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just uh, yeah, no, good job, Tom. That's all. Okay. I don't say that uh, enough. I got to start doing this on split screen so I can uh, pull up uh, other stuff and, and check my, my, my names and do, figures and stuff like that. You have two monitors, Tom? Are you just Iron Man? Is that, that what's going on here? No, um, I'm just, just going to have to 
do two windows is all. I just um, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm low tech. Uh, we've got the two tackles, Zeke, because Tony cheated, Anthony Brown off the board, Sturch, Aiden wanted to go again, which means you're not last, so um, your answer here. Um, in spirit of knowing that he's under contract, I, I also, uh, I, I'm I'm going to the tight end here, but I'm I'm trading Blake Jarwin. I'm, I'm As much as I think that he's probably a little bit more athletic than, um, than Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz has proven that he could be a tight end one here. He's meshed with Dak for the last couple of years. Jarwin just signed that contract. You can unload a little bit. Now, I'm sure there's a team out there like, I don't know, there, there's plenty of teams that need a good tight end, and I think he's serviceable, and I think you could pick up a nice little mid-round pick for for a, uh, a Blake Jarwin. See, I think that goes in line with Tony's answer. I think Blake Jarwin makes too much money, uh, and he's coming off of – I mean, all it's he's not, done – si- I mean, but all he's done all – he's, all he's done since he got that deal is – like nothing. Better. I mean, I, and like Blake Jarwin is awesome, but like I mean, he's he's really only depreciated in value ever since. Um, and if if you're arbitrary team X, I mean, to Tom's point, you know about Dalton Schultz being you know wanted. If if you're whoever, wouldn't you just sign Dalton Schultz? Wouldn't you just offer him more money as opposed to giving up draft capital for Blake Jarwin? I mean, you know, that's just me. Um, so starts with the worst answer, uh, Aiden. Um, I think I know who who you're. I think I know who you're gonna say, Aiden. Um, I have a feeling, but go ahead. This is gonna be polarizing, and I may get yelled at for it. But if I if I sat down with Mike McCarthy this, and I said, is, "What are your?" And I said, "What are your it. plans for the upcoming year?" And I heard his plans that it's. He says it's exactly like 2021. I'm trading away Tony Pollard. Because his value, because his value is so high, he's a free agent in 2023. You're not going to be able to afford Pollard and Zeke, and if you're just going to use him for five carries a game, what's the point of having this insanely valuable asset on your roster if you're not going to use him? And he can make so much. Like he could, he's he'd be good for I think a second round pick, if not higher. Uh, Aiden, first of all, I think you just stumbled upon a great article for bloggingtheboys.com. So Aiden Davis will be writing this, everybody. Uh, so make sure to check out uh, BTB. Um, and we'll include a poll there. Uh, Kevin says, I would also trade Pollard Zeke as too big a cap at this year. And I think you can find another Pollard in the draft. Pollard just doesn't score touchdowns. I would only offer Kevin. He doesn't get the opportunity to. But, you know, we're sitting here debating silly things. Dan, you raised your hand uh, with a point here. No, I was just giving given uh, Aiden thumbs up that's a, that you know that's a good choice i mean there's good good sound reasoning for it i think the cowboys they're running that, back but situation. that's the that's the move dan that they don't make back to the comment earlier that they don't they don't break up with the guy with one year left on their contract you know what i'm saying they, like to you and you mentioned it they traded for robert quinn and michael bennett and obviously amari but they don't get rid of the guy one year too early they hold on to the very end and then they say well you know what we'll just let pollard hit free agency we'll let the the ravens or the niners or whoever pay him a billion bucks and then we'll pick up that third round compensatory pick in 2023 or 2024 i guess yeah and then and that's one thing about the cowboys that kind of you know baffles me a little bit because they've had a lot of opportunities to to sign some players in their before their last year of the contract like schultz is, a, is one of them gregory is another one um you know maybe cheeto i mean look at the year he's having i mean and the cowboys have kind of just like well you know what i don't know let's just see what they do in free agency and then they're just priced out and they can't do it and so i mean of course maybe that has a lot to do with they've already tried negotiating and their agents like no we know what we can get for our guys so we'll just kind of 
test the market. But uh, the Cowboys, yeah, they just they come up unsuccessful in in getting some people extended before they just let them hit free agency. Pollard is, I mean, I would say no, to be honest. But I mean, we I'm open to the idea, and it depends on what the Cowboys can get. He is coming off a great year, and maybe some other team sees him as you know something you can get some a good pick for. Uh, but the Cowboys' running back situation is is going to be very murky after next season. I mean, we don't know if it's going to involve Zeke. We don't know what's happening with Pollard. So, I mean, it's the Cowboys really need to know what they want to do at running back and, and probably need to make up their mind relatively soon. And, and it may include taking a, a running back in this draft at a higher pick than what they would normally, you know, be inclined to do. So, mm. RJ, is, yeah. is that who you thought I was going to pick? It is not, and I don't no. think it's who Tony thought you were going to pick either. Uh, Tony, I'm going to say who I think, a- who I thought Aiden was going to pick, and I think that you and I are thinking the same thing, Tony. I thought that you were going to say Demarcus Lawrence, Tony. 100. That's, that's what I. Yeah, I really yeah. thought that you. Re- um, I mean, and and look, I'm not one of the like he doesn't get any sex. He's worthless people, but I mean, if if like. If the Cowboys are able, and I'm living in some ifs here, but all y'all lived in ifs, so back off. But if the Cowboys are able to to re-sign Randy Gregory, and if they make Micah Parsons a full-time pass rusher, okay, you know what I mean. Like I'm like to your point, Dan. I'm willing to entertain this. I'm willing to talk about it. I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to figure things out. I think he, he's a, you know, you've got to consider that. Like I like, and that's the, that's the the step that I think we're all. In, in agreement on they have to be willing to consider these things as opposed to just like oh you want to trade for demarcus Lawrence? fingers and ears la 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 which is how they've been forever they have to be like there how many untouchable players are there on this team there's micah parsons and dak prescott i know that saying that inspired and trayvon fine i mean trayvon diggs but there's 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 a lot of people who would scoff at the dak thing maybe even scoff at the Diggs thing but that's it can anybody name any other untouchable player Zach Martin. Yeah. You make me an offer, I'm fine with that. I mean, you know, honestly. How do we know that they're they're just not getting any offers? I mean, maybe they are touchable. No, you're, maybe you're, you're right, yeah. but I mean, go ahead, Aiden. I was going to say, I think the only truly untouchable player would be Micah Parsons. Yeah, I mean, he's in his own category. Like, there's the top of Mount Pius is Micah Parsons. The next stratosphere is Dak and Trayvon. And then I have a difficult time putting it. Maybe Brian Anger for Tony. I mean, if they re-sign him. But, um, I mean, other than that, I mean, who? I mean, anybody, can anybody come up with it? Shout out to Parsons for the, the Buckets Award. That's right. Dak, um, Dak has to be in the untouchable category. We can't be putting him down. To who's that? Dak. Dak has to be. He's with the right I agree with you, Dan. Me too. I mean, like, I, I agree from a philosophical standpoint. But but my I Mike like the the evaluation of why Micah is in the untouchable and Dak is in the untouchable is different, if that makes sense. Can yeah, I can that, I make that, a, a hypothetical since we're going all over the place with hypotheticals? Well Tom wait, has, Tom had I, something I to, Tom to, had something to say first, Dirch. Tom oh, had something to say sorry. first. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say Dak has to be in an untouchable category just because replacing quarterbacks is so absolutely right. difficult. And, you know, unless they were going to sign or trade for Aaron Rodgers, which would just make me sick to my absolute stomach while still possibly giving them an incredible chance to go a lot further, uh, I don't see how you risk cutting ties with someone because, you know, 
I think what happened to Dak may have had a lot to do with him just being exhausted by having gone through a full, you know, a season getting injured, what, eight or nine months of intensive rehab, then a season with an injury along the way. I think the guy just worn out. And I think being rested uh, is going to uh, is going to probably let us see uh, the old Dak back to start the season. Article coming that's be soon. That's yeah. That's the that's going to be what we're all assigning hope to come July and August, uh, Tom. But but that's what I meant is that the the rules are different for quarterbacks, which is how Dak is untouchable. Is is because he plays at a very unique position, which which inherently makes him untouchable. But Micah obviously is there. Sturch, you had some stupid hypothetical to say. Go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, now that I got that perfect lead in, um, <laughs> if, if you're all if you're all Stephen Jones right now, and you get a phone call. For a straight deal right now for the Dallas Cowboys from the Seattle Seahawks, we'll give you Russ. We just want Dak. Would you take it? No, right no, now, not, not Russ, not, not no. anymore. I mean, good, good, because I, I had this argument with a lot of other Cowboys fans, and uh, in particular, two former Jersey boys. <laughs> so those guys. Well, Stur- right now, Sturch has. Um- Sturch has indirectly segued us into our last talking point of the evening. This was inspired by Tom, so five million points to him. Only one million points to Sturch for setting us up here. Um, and so we are streaming, talking, recording on the day that Tom Brady officially announced his retirement from the NFL. Uh, congratulations, the goat of all goats. Anybody who denies that Tom Brady's the goat, I don't know what you're doing at this point, but uh, it is what it is. Um, I wrote about this when he first retired or reportedly retired over the weekend. Um, so we had that up at the site, but Tom wanted to discuss it. So Tom, I'll throw it to you first. Uh, following Tom Brady's retirement, where do the Cowboys stack up in the NFC? Now in the article, I also pontificated on Aaron Rodgers departing the conference on Russell Wilson, maybe departing the conference to your point, Sturge. Um, so for the purposes of this conversation, let's assume that Aaron Rodgers is a Denver Bronco, which is the heavy speculation. And we'll assume that Russell Wilson's also in the AFC. So we're talking about an NFC now, Tom, void of Brady, Rodgers, Russ. Go. You're on mute, Tom. It's okay. I, I, got, I noticed that it's all going. I didn't expect to get this straight to me that quick. Uh, really, what do you have if, if, if all of them are gone? The only, I think, quarterback that you have that would even be in the same tier with Dak even as, even if Dak is still having some struggles like he was at the end of the season, is going to be Matthew Stafford because I think Matt Ryan's on his way down. Kyler Murray, maybe, but I, I think he's not quite consistent enough. Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't have much faith in. Well, he's on he's on the move too. Who knows where he ends up he's if he's even in the conference yeah. anymore? Yeah, and that's 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 true. Uh, you know. You put your faith in Kirk Cousins. Is Jalen Hurts really the Do answer? Kirk, Kirk could be on the move. I mean, you know, like, yeah, and for it's, what it's, it's worth, just... well, while we're while we're reshuffling the deck and we're talking football only here, it's possible that Deshaun Watson is in the NFC um, if the Texans do trade him to search his favorite team name. So maybe he joins the conference. If, if these players are truly swapping conferences, um, that's a possibility. But, okay, does anybody agree with that? Or go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I just Deshaun is such a question mark as to whether he's going to be able to play because right, that's we don't know how his legal troubles are going to play. Uh, It's just um, all you see is a bunch of teams with question marks and eh quarterbacks in the NFC. 
if Dan. Dak Prescott is all healthy, the Cowboys could be set to go. Dan, are we are we falling into the trap again? Are, are we saying, well, Brady's gone and Rodgers might be gone and Russ might be gone? Like this is all Cowboys, baby. Are are we are we really this this gullible, Dan? Oh yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, can you sit there and say like with with those two gone, um, Dak's not the best quarterback in, in the NFC? I mean. We're, we're, Even we're counting hoping. Russ, I, I think he is, honestly. Obje- I mean, may, maybe you uh, make an argument for Matthew Stafford, maybe, and, like, fine, especially if they win the Super Bowl. But, I mean, the argument's there. I mean, first half Dak was the best quarterback in the NFC with those two quarterbacks in there. I mean, Dak was playing at a high level. And, and you know, the Cowboys need to figure out what's, what is ailing them in that regards, whether it's Dak or Kellen or Amari or whatever stuff. But, if Dak comes back and plays the way he was playing when he was fully healthy, uh, I for sure the cow. I mean, Dak's got to be, uh, you know, at the top. And also, too, I just I don't see any team. I mean, because everything's so dependent on all the good quarterbacks are in the AFC. I it's, yeah, I think definitely we're gonna totally bite into the to the Dallas hype again because Prescott is that type of player. Tony, um, you are an emotional Cowboys fan. Are you having a hard time? controlling yourself from from letting this thought take you away because that's that's where I think every Cowboys fan is at this crossroads right now where you say well not only is Brady gone which opens the NFC as a whole the Cowboys play the Bucks this year so like that one win or that one game looks so much less intimidating than it already did and so like now you're starting to play with the math and starting to play with how many wins are going to have etc cetera, etc cetera. and so like are you are you ready? Are you going to allow yourself to, to go down that line of optimism, or are you too scarred from the events of the last two weeks? I definitely feel burned by it in everything, and it's funny. <laughs> I think we mentioned it. The all my positives I feel about this team moving forward has really nothing to do with the team. Um, it's the way the NFC is unfolding. It looks like all the good young talented quarterbacks are on the AFC, and I am a Dak believer, so I do think that he is a top tier quarterback in the league and certainly within the conference. So as long as we have Dak Prescott and all the good quarterbacks go to the AFC or depart the NFC one way or another, I- I'm gonna be fooled again. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna buy in. It's gonna be. It's gonna be me time to. It's going to be, you know, May or June, and I'm going to get that itch, and I'm going to start drinking the Kool-Aid, and, you know, so I'm going to start fiending for the Cowboys. But, yeah, I, I think if they put together a good offseason, which we'll touch on, we'll get on to that, but I feel really good about the way the NFC is laying out for this team. Aiden, if – well, we know Brady's gone. If Rodgers is in the AFC, if Russ is in the AFC, the Cowboys are the what best team in the NFC? I'd say third after I, – I mean, you can't – the Rams are in the Super Bowl right now. The Cowboys are, sure. so I'm automatically putting the Rams over. And I – the Cardinals are such a difficult team, but the Cardinals just beat us on – when they were on what? what was that, like a seven-game losing – or like out of their last seven it was a, games? It was a, a three-game losing streak, and they won that and then lost again and then lost in the wild card round. Yeah, so I still think I'd put the Cardinals. I'd, I I just think they're a coach What about away. the Niners with Trey Lance? You putting the Niners with Trey Lance over the Cowboys? I do like Trey Lance. I don't Y'all, put y'all are Sturch and Aiden shaking your heads. The Niners just ran all over the Cowboys, and Jimmy Garoppolo didn't do a thing. So let's relax here. No, I'm not, I'm not saying it's ridiculous. And I think in two years, like Trey Lance, I do believe is a 
can be a good quarterback. I think he's got wheels and I think he's got the arm. So I'm worried about Trey Lance in the future. I don't think he, a rookie, quote unquote, a rookie quarterback puts him over the Cowboys. But what I will say, I'm this hypothetical is fun at all. I think the odds that Rodgers and Wilson are both in the AFC next year are next to zero. Mm, okay, Sturge, your thoughts on, on this overall subject? I mean, look, I don't think Rodgers is going anywhere. Um, Russ might, um, but losing Brady is big. That's a that's a game on our schedule. That means it's more. And and obviously, if the Packers lose Rodgers, that's a game on our schedule. So all of a sudden, I said, you know, looking at our opponents, I said that the Cowboys can rattle off another 10, 11 wins just based off the opponents and not doing a damn thing in the offseason. I think that, that's a thing, right? But, again, I'm too uh, – I, I hate being like this, and maybe because it's still February and there's still – a one game to be, to be played but i'm still very very hurt over what the dallas cowboys did to me this year 12 and 5 um you know crushing a division winning a couple close games in the beginning the the heroics in minnesota with cooper rush right you just this team is special this team is special and then just get completely you know sandblasted by by the 49ers and i, I like i said i can't get too excited on, on a on a level with dak though i would say that if if this is the hypotheticals, if Rodgers is gone and Wilson's gone and Brady just retires, I think Dak Prescott's the best quarterback in the NFC. Um, I, I don't think he, you know, Kyler Murray, not the guy. Um, Kirk Cousins, not the guy. Uh, even if Kirk Cousins winds up in, I don't know, Pittsburgh or whatever, it doesn't matter. He's not the guy either. Um, Jalen Hurts, to me, sorry, he's going to be another Donovan McNabb where he'll put up some gaudy numbers, but he won't win. Uh, That's such an insult to Donovan McNabb. Wow. No, not really, because Donovan's burned us a couple times, and I think that he was still there awesome. Will time, like, uh, there will be a time that Jalen Hurts burns us and beats us. There's going to be times like that. It's just going to happen. It's inevitable. Look at this guy, everybody. Sturge out here predicting Cowboys losses to the Eagles. What what's going on here, man? I mean, look. I'm sorry. I also predicted the Cowboys could go to the Super Bowl this year, along with this entire panel, and we all got burned. So I'm not going to sit here and tell that that games are gimmies. The only gimmies games that are going to be on the schedule are probably the Giants. That's it. Um, well, and the Washington Commanders can't and forget the about them. Um, all right. See, I just sound. I feel so dumb, honestly, saying it out loud. Like I can't. It's well, get it's to gross. It. Like right. I, it, and, I, and like the the double M's. Like the double. It's just. It's not. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan in any way, shape, or form. You want to um, change spelling of Commanders? I I just wanted something cool. It's too many syllables. I mean, you know what I mean. Like it's uh, it's and that the M mm is such a like I don't know I'm just. The, the helmet better be sick. That's all I'm saying. The helmet better be awesome. It's, if, I'm I'm going to say something that y'all may not agree with. I was kind of warming up to football team. I, it was, I was, it was, that's that's, it was, that's, that's dumb. As, as, a, as somebody who had to write about when the Cowboys faced the football team, writing out football team got a little bit monotonous. But football team itself, I was warming up to it. I was too. It's because it's funny. You know, it's we're mocking them. That's why yeah. I mean. That's and why let's we be like honest. That. Let's be honest. I know you guys are all writers, and you know we're in the media, and we try to be as politically as correct as possible. But how many times? Take a shot every time. Take a shot every time you said the other team name when you're talking about them. So they're never going to get past that. It's just on a political correctness standpoint. Yes, we've gotten past that. We've tried to get past that. But you're always going to refer to them as the other the RSs or whatever you want to call them. It just it had to be something with an R. Like it like they could they have the the really nice logo that is the r they could have used that you know what i mean like that would have been awesome but um wow but uh 
What a botch job. Uh, Tom, any words of wisdom as we get ready to get out of here? Well, we out can refer to an abbreviation for the uh, for the commanders as the W. No, don't say it, Tom. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. I just said <laughs> don't WC. say it. Don't don't say it. Um, anyway, I didn't know. I thought you were gonna go somewhere else, so that's my bad. Uh, but just look, it's a family show. We're we're making sure everything's cool around here. Uh, Dan, you are our winner tonight. I don't have a special banner for you, but congratulations. Uh, any words of wisdom um, to you know to the peasants that that aren't as good as you? No, I would just say that I mean the Dallas Cowboys are the best football team name in the NFL, and and they have the mm. best logo in the NFL, and they have the best colors in the NFL. So, I mean. Washington, what were they going to do? You know, it's, they're going to they're going to be Washington. So, uh, you know, good luck to them. You know, I, I'm hoping for a nice, uh, nice looking logo, a nice looking helmet. So, because we're going to see a lot of it. Um, but it, yeah, just the Cowboys versus the Commanders just sounds it sounds super lame. So, um, yeah, good luck for with those guys. So, and the logo, the Commanders has like the block on top. Like if anybody watches um, the challenge on MTV, like like the the way that the challenge is written, it, it's actually that's a great tweet uh, that I'm going to tweet out. So nobody do that. That's my tweet. Uh, but um, anyway, Tony Catalina, uh, get us out of here. Um, Sturge shows us the logo on his phone. Thank you. Oh, I was wrong. I thought the stars were the top left quadrant, not the bottom left. Uh, Tony Catalina, the pressure is on. This has to be the greatest thing that all human beings have ever heard in the history of the world. What do you want to say? We are leaving as soon as you're done. Do not mess this up. Man, uh, you know, our roundtables are a lot better than the Washington football team's name picking skills are. So <laughs> just leave it at that. Tom, show has time, please. I mean, God, that was so awful. Tom, please send us home. Hey, at least we're not them. <laughs> and that's how it's done. Thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs>